wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube at The Trophy Room Show. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. You can plop us a follow on Spotify and rate us there as well. We are so close to hitting 300 reviews on Spotify. Hit us with those five stars. It really does help. Or toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay. I, yeah. I'm making a point of not saying how tired I am or anything <laughs> because people have messaged me saying, Kyle, you need oxygen at some point because you're always saying how tired you are. So yeah. instead, Tell going me. off of uh, last week, yeah, um, it's only fair that we finally get an answer to this new question that we have in our hands. Uh, what the hell does Polar Blast taste like? So <laughs> no I have here, I went out to Walmart. After work today, oh uh, I thought of this at work. Oh my! I was like, God. you know what would be a good bit? Let's start the show with some polar bass blast review yeah, of Hawaiian Punch. Please, please. Shockingly, if you're not, if you don't know what Hawaiian Punch comes in these days, it's like a gallon <laughs> jug. It's gigantic. I was gonna say, is that the only size? Take the only size. Wow. Guess how much this was at Walmart? How much? No, take guess. Actually, five bucks. Two dollars and nineteen cents. Oh my god, that is cheaper. Than no some wonder water. kids have diabetes. Yeah. You know, and soon right. you look at that. Oh, I'm uh, really interested. So the the shocking thing is on this label. <laughs> yeah, it says natural and artificial citrus flavored. When you think of the polar caps, do you think of citrus fruits? <laughs> I can't. I think of bitter no. cold and frostbite. Exactly. I don't think of orange orangey zest. Alright, here it is. Right. Very blue. It's very blue. Alright, we're getting we're finally getting these answers we need. Uh oh. <laughs> Not a fan. Kai Kai don't like it. <laughs> Kai Kai don't like it. No? It's like melted orangey like medicine almost aftertaste what a lie that is because it comes in blue and you're tasting orange exactly why why is it citrus why is it called polar bless so why, many questions why, why are punch. you putting natural citrus and artificial citrus exactly just one or the other just say corn syrup i mean for two dollars and 19 cents you're not worried about the cost clearly <laughs> obviously <laughs> well kyle can i be the one that says i'm tired this week go ahead yeah my my boss is away because she's at gdc and, um, why am I still drinking this? I'm sorry. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. And it's syrup. It like it, it doesn't it's go awful. down smooth. Ugh. So I've been doing a lot of work by myself at the new gig, mm-hmm. and um, it's a lot of work, you know. Yeah. And I want to be like self sufficient so that she could come in next week and go, okay, Joseph, this is where you really messed up. And you know that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, get it done and over with, kind of. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Just rip the bandaid off. Just tell me I'm used. That was like a few weeks ago when when my boss was out with. Uh... The stomach bug, I guess. Yeah. And I was still learning everything in two days without her and, and feeling like I have no idea what I'm doing. Just yep. survive. <laughs> yep. Just survive. And then afterwards, tell me what I did wrong. And then we'll move past it. Yeah. <laughs> Just rip the bandaid off. Exactly. And that's literally like I'm going in the same exact mindset. I'm like, hey, I know I'm not going to get everything right. So like, I feel like I messed up in a meeting today, but that's fine. Yeah. It happens. You know, you I did the meeting. Do you let a fart go? I mean, I didn't know that pants were, you know, oh, you needed them. 
Oh no, the pants are required, not optional. Pants are optional. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, I want to know what your work day's like now. <laughs> no, I actually have to go into an office. Yeah. So I actually do have to wear clothes. Mm, I guess. I mean, right see. now, who knows what's from here down? I don't know. Oh. You will never know. Oh, well, maybe we'll find Spoiler out. Spoiler alert: I have a blanket over my legs like an old grandma because <laughs> <laughs> it's very cold down here. Kyle, listen. I'd like to talk more about your legs. <laughs> My cold legs. <laughs> yep, yep. And your babushka-like demeanor. <laughs> but this week, we're talking about the new PlayStation 5 update and how VRR support is coming. We're going to be talking about Haven Studios joining the PlayStation family. And did Microsoft just leak out Project Spartacus at GDC? All that and more. But before we get into it, of course, uh, big heads up, y'all. I just took a look at the numbers, all right? I checked them all twice like Santa. Spotify, we've been killing it. And I, that has to do with the new review system that they put in place. So if you do listen to us on Spotify, very we, we'd very much appreciate dropping us a five-star review over on Spotify. And if you're not a Spotify user, first off, I, I endorse the product. I like a good Spotify. They get my playlists right. I find cool songs every day. I love it. That being said, hop on over to that app. All you have to do is listen to a minute of the show, or you could just like scroll to the very end. It counts and helps us. And uh, rate the show five stars there, or you can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, which greatly helps us as well. We have been cracking the 100, uh, top 100 video game podcast charts each and every week. And I want it at the end of the year that we're topping the top 50 each and every week so let's do it that's that's the mission that's the goal that's the goal post trophy room to the for. moon that's right baby put us on that base put us on that base newt yeah that's a really deep the only cut. cryptocurrency <laughs> we need the trophy room uh the, the one single voter for newt gingrich got that got that <laughs> reference all right now it's time for our patreon pitch uh of course uh, this month, we wanted to do something a little special, but Patreon would not let us. So our post show is talking about some bonuses that we can do this month to help reward you, the patrons, because listen, it's your generosity that gets us here. We just paid one of our bigger bills this uh, this year, and it's all because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room that we don't have to worry about keeping the lights on, keeping the show running. It's a reason why we look so good. We sound so great. And I want to thank our platinum producers, Todd Burowitz and Toxic. I want, oh, sorry, Toxic. I want to thank our gold members, Spam and Bam and Too Soon, Gavin Goffrey, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, Metal Kirby, Awesome Dave, Robbie Bobby Miller, Shubles and Bits, and Chaotic Monkey. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Hide and Doors, Naka Chaka. That was really quiet this time. Marcus O'Neill. Oh, it's just right. JB the Purple Monkey, Jettas Von Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Cypher Primus, Captain Logan, Todd Roper, Brenton Zachary, Kay Grimm, Rick Arrington, Dewane Raksha, The Good Sir, Trucker Sloth, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Drellis, Foolish Fuji, Andy Daynell, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Manx Vizia, The Lord Corgi. Elo2032, Stephen Flesh, Jinx the 12th, maybe even the 13th by the end of this episode, and Bubble Boy and seven thank you all so much for keeping the lights on and keeping this show functional each and every week you know it's the reason why we are to me functional. at least the what, best playstation what a word podcast. to describe it yeah playstation yeah. you know the trophy room of playstation podcast it's functional says the new york's <laughs> time <laughs> it's functional <laughs> all right kyle it's time to square up the news 
First bit of news that needs to be squared up is from Callum Jones over at PS Lifestyle. And Callum writes, new PS5 system update includes UI, party chat, and accessibility enhancements. The next system software update for PS5 and PS4 is rolling out globally today. Sony has released patch notes detailing all the new features. The company pays or company says the ps5 system update includes quote fan requested features end quote after being tested in beta one fan requested feature that has made its way onto the platform with today's system update is the ability to create and join open and closed parties on both ps5 and ps4 open parties will allow players to join friends without an invite whereas a closed party will still require an invite as for exclusives on the PS5 system, UI enhancements have been made to game base and trophy cards. Accessibility features have also been approved, like a mono audio option for headphone users. PS5 players in the US or UK will be able to test a new feature with this latest update. Now on to improvements for, to the PlayStation app. The patch notes confirm the ability to create and join open and closed parties on the console. In this press release, Sony also touched on the future of system software updates for PS5. It has been announced variable refresh rate is heading to the platform in the quote-unquote coming months. Hideaki Nishino, senior, senior vice president of platform experience, said, quote, on HDMI... 2.1 oh my god on hdmi 2.1 compatible tvs and pc monitors vrr dynamically syncs the refresh rate of the display to the ps5 console's graphical output this enhances visual performance for ps5 games by minimizing or eliminating visual artifacts such as frame pacing issues and screen tearing in a update the new ps5 system update has been released but it has been launched alongside a fatal error the console's PlayStation Network online multiplayer component is now no longer working, with PSN, PSN offline for both PS5 and PS4 owners. Man, that polar blast is really getting <laughs> The PS5 system update made several changes to the console's online functionality, including its party chat system. However, it is unclear why it being rolled out has affected PSN and forced the PlayStation Network offline. For the time being, players are stuck with messages in online games informing them that they, quote, can't connect to PlayStation Network or that, quote, connection to PlayStation Network has failed. Similarly, always online games such as Gran Turismo 7 have been forced oh offline too, with players not being able to jump in while PSN continues to have issues. So yeah, PlayStation Network has been experiencing some fuckiness. This is the reason why this is story number one uh, on the list. It looks like everything's fine now. I don't know if this update had really anything to do with the reason why PSN was down, but, um, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, a lot of things were down. Yes. Like, I, when I came home, YouTube wasn't loading on my, my Apple TV thing. So, so like, you know, just to break the fourth wall here, I think earlier today, uh, Joe Biden, uh, it was like 4 PM right before his sundown syndrome kicks in. It was just like, Hey y'all. <laughs> It's true when he's when it's past five. He wants his supper. He wants his soup. He's like, "Hey y'all, listen. Things are about to go down. Um, Russia just like made a vague threat about hacking everybody. So every corporation in America, buckle down. Shit's about to go down. And yeah, I've seen it from PlayStation. Even Microsoft says they could have been uh, compromised. Uh, Discord getting on today with this call. I don't know if I'm still frozen or not on the video end." You're good for me. Good. So, <laughs> you know, it's everything's been a little wonky. I genuinely think it's because everybody is 
hunkering down to what could be one of the biggest cyber attacks um, ever. So, yeah, if you thought the PSN blackout was scary, who knows? Your sync may be trying to kill you in a week. <laughs> who Maybe knows? we'll have our own smart PSN. sync. Maybe we'll have our own crazy PSN outage episode <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Oh, it's about time we have our fireside talks. All right, I'll grab some aluminum foil <laughs> yeah. and we'll I'll make the helmets. Yep. I'll send you one in the mail. Uh, we'll be good to go. It's gonna be great. That said, though, <laughs> uh, you know the hacks aside, the PlayStation Five UI has needed work, and this isn't the biggest update in the world. I think. I but mean, you fine. say it needs work. I think it looks fine. Uh, it's been fine. Just it, it, we need to switch from the holding down the PlayStation button to just okay. pressing the PlayStation button. All right, button. first world problems over here. <laughs> Listen, I got these thumbs. I want to put oh, them to good man, use. Oh man, five more seconds of going over yes, to the power it's button. It's inconvenient. Oh. It's inconvenient. I don't like it. But real talk, a step in the right direction. I know a lot of people really wanted the VRR stuff and are yeah. really bummed they can't have it. But how do you think of the improvements thus far with this little update? It's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, this, this seems like any other update. Um, I don't use the party system. Same. So, like, Same, if that bad. doesn't... It's whatever. Um, trophy card's cool. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, there's not much more to add to that. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I just still don't even know what VRR does, so I, I could care less. So, pretty much for us LG OLED boys, um, it helps. Hey. Sm- hey, what up? It helps smooth the images around you that you're oh, looking okay. at. So, you know, like things are going to look less jag- jagged. It's kind of like something you won't notice until you notice it. Um, Is this another 60 frames situation? Yeah, it's something like the fanboys will toss at each other. It's like, why does PlayStation have this? Yeah, RDNA or whatever. Yeah, it's one of those. But I'm excited that they. Fun! (laughs) Fun! I love these conversations we have, internet. (laughs) A global superpower is about to hack us, but please tell us why your box is better. Like, settle down, idiots. Please tell me how I'm playing Elden Ring wrong. Yeah, please. Please, for the love of God, I can't get enough of those comments. Um, that being said, though, I do like how they're getting ahead of it going. In the coming months, you will have this. To me, I think what is important is the monitor situation. I think, what is it, 440 uh, screens uh, or monitors aren't supported on, on on PlayStation 5, which is just peculiar. Uh, I have one of those screens. 440 hertz, you mean? Yeah, 440 hertz, I think. Uh, I have one of those screens, and looking at a PlayStation game when I'm, like, streaming, uh, it's rough. It it looks like a blast from the past, almost. So I really hope that comes along with the next update. But I think we could experience, you know, the VRR and what all the the rage is nowadays on the Twitter sphere by the time, like, August or September, the same time that we got the big one for the expanded storage. Yeah. I don't know. That said, though, Tino 6 speed, not to get confused with Tino 8 speed. Tino 8 speed is a goddamn fraud. He didn't say that, but I felt like it needed to be said. Is Tino 8 speed the Lance Armstrong? Tino 8 speed is a piece of (laughs) (laughs) All right. We don't bring up Tino 8 speed. He's a cheater and he knows what he is. Hey, Kyle and Joe. Hey, Tino Six Speed. Uh, happy Wednesday. I'm super excited for the new PlayStation 5 software updates. In particular, 
the new trophy layout with the cards and tracking trophies. I am curious about that. I want to see how that works. Uh, things that have often gotten way better since launch, but I know that there are some improvements that still that are still needed, like supporting progress for older games. For example, I am currently attempting the Platinum in Street Fighter V, Godspeed, and there are there is a trophy that I have to perform 300 critical art finishes. It's very hard to, to the number to keep track of all of the other games, especially first party exclusives that have this kind of support. And it's kind of jarring seeing the progress for everything else, but there is a game I've sunk a hundred, uh, hundreds of hours into that. I have no idea how close I am to unlocking. Is there any other features that you think we are missing for trophy hunters or any features that you think we still need on a software level? Great question. Tino six speed. Yeah. Thanks. Tino. Thank you. Uh, I, I really, it sounds like a broken record and I haven't seen what this new trophy update looks like, It's nice, but I really feel like Sony and PlayStation have to lean hard into the trophies. Yes. And make sure they are above everything else. Achievement wise. And really showcase why they're important, why people love them, and to continue to be like the gold standard. Mm-hmm. So like the little things where being on uh, playing on Xbox and seeing the actual achievements, the the progress bar go up when you do a thing. Yeah, and it's much easier to see that visually. Maybe that this has changed with this. I don't know. Hopeful. I'm, ho- I'm hopeful for it because even with the last one, I noticed it didn't really do it all that well. Mm. So like those little things like that, fantastic. I, I think they really need to lean into the PlayStation-ified systems, features, right. and trophies being first and foremost. When it comes to trophies, here here's one. Here's a little ditty for you. Um, when it comes to like when you acquire a trophy, right? You can have it so that it gives you like a you know a ten second video or a yeah. screenshot. What if you just turn them into gifts? Ooh, ooh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. What if you turn them into a five second GIF, you know, or GIF, however you want to pr- yeah, pronounce yeah, yeah. it? Um, and that'll what? be, yeah. So, what if any PlayStation owner that has the PS5 camera, Uh-oh. instead of taking an in game video, it just <laughs> records you nope. when you earn a trophy? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone disliked that meme right there. <laughs> Just me sitting on the couch. Yep. In my undies, tidy whities No emotion in my face when I'm popping these trophies. Right. Sometimes I don't it's a tough one. It. Exactly. Yeah. It was, man. Yeah. It, you only realize like the trophy when it dings and you're like, oh, that's nice. Or when it's like, I've been tracking you. You sound yeah, like the, the, the really hard ones yeah. that are like, all right, I need to make sure I do all this kind of thing. That said, Tino, like I'm playing or I played Sekiro and I got the platinum. There was one pla- like part of the plat where like I had to calculate myself the xp that i needed um because it wasn't tracking so i really do feel like tracking needs to be across the board and hopefully they nail that down sooner rather than later absolutely Um, yeah that's that's it on the on on the update front again everybody player games be careful and reset your passwords reset your passwords it'd be very important uh just a real quick thought that i just had popped in my head sure because the PSVR 2 has VRR, right, mm-hmm. in their screens, is this update for PSVR 2 specifically? Is that making, is that forcing Sony's hand to implement it in the system hardware because they are putting it in the headset? 
And so aren't the games, mm. you can watch it on the TV when someone's in the headset, right? I think, yeah, I think. I, maybe that's the reason why it's not out yet is because they're yeah, tinkering right? with the PSVR 2 stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's above our pay grade, though. We got to yeah, talk oh, yeah. to someone way smarter than us about this type way of stuff. Way smarter. <laughs> yeah. Again, two-way aut- authentication for all your stuff now, guys. It's the world we're living in. All right, Kyle. You know what else is a world we're living in? PlayStation just bought a studio. That's right. That's right. Take that, Activision Blizzard King. Oh, it's it says right here, PlayStation acquired Joe and Kyle's debt. What? Whoa, what a studio acquisition. Oh, hey. my God. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate Jeez, you. Jeez, Jimbo, you're the bestest. <laughs> Uh, this uh, the real acquisition. Tom Avon over at VGC writes: PlayStation is acquiring Jade Raymond's Haven Studios. Last year, the veteran producer behind Assassin's Creed and EA's Motive Studio left her position as Stadia's development boss after Google decided to close its internal games development teams. Along with five co-founders and about twenty ex-Google employees, she launched Haven Studios, a Montreal, Can- Canada. Oh my God! Why can't I say Canada? I almost went Canada. Montreal, <laughs> Canada-based outfit whose first game is an original IP funded by PlayStation. Quote, Haven Studios is an emerging studio with an exceptional team of talent. And we're delighted to welcome them into PlayStation as our first game development studio in Canada, said SIE CEO Jim Ryan. The studio's focus on creating an original AAA multiplayer game will not only flex the power of PlayStation 5, but will further expand upon the diverse catalog of gaming experiences that can only be found on PlayStation, end quote. Haven currently employs over 60 members of staff and will become the 18th PlayStation Studios member. Today's announcement described its debut game as, quote, a new live service experience for PlayStation built upon a systemic and evolving world focused on delivering freedom, thrill, and playfulness, end quote. The title, which is presumably one of 10 live service games Sony plans to launch by 2026, will also be released for PC, according to a recent studio profile by Le Devoir. Quote, joining PlayStation Studios provides Haven with the creative freedom and unparalleled support to focus on building the highest quality games, said Haven CEO Raymond. We're excited to have the opportunity to collaborate with and learn from all the exceptional PlayStation Studios teams. We intend to fully embrace the incredible capabilities of the PS5 to create new worlds that inspire players and allow them to connect in new ways, end quote. In a GamesIndustry.biz interview last year, Raymond said Haven's ambition was to create a new IP that serves as a social platform for players, and one that is, quote, designed to be owned by the fans, end quote. Wow. So in less than a year of this studio being announced, and Jade Raymond and her crew being picked up from Stadia to PlayStation, they are now a PlayStation Studios game. Uh Uh-huh. Or, 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 sorry, studio, which is pretty bonkers to think. And I really like a future friend of the show, Hoag Law, who wrote on Twitter, you know, say what you will about the acquisition wars or whatever. It really has gotten Sony off the moral high ground of, like, we are only hiring or, or, or purchasing studios that we have deep relationships with that we've launched a, a game or two with now it's it's making them take more risks than ever when it comes to these these acquisitions though a little pushback saying that they've had personal relationships with jade she used to be at playstation before at ea mm-hmm. so i think 
there is a personal connection of these people know each other. These people know how they work. And I think this acquisition is more of, hey, come join the team yet again. Um, also, just a little update from Tech Radar because a lot of people were concerned because this is a live service game. Like You just read that quote. It spells, this is a games of service. In the recent interview with GamesIndustry.biz, Sony's recent acquisition of Haven Studios, PlayStation Studios had Herman Hulse reaffirm Sony's commitment to the single-player game. Obviously, this is his quote, we will always carry on making these single-player narrative-based games such as Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us, and Horizon Forbidden West, Hulse told the publication, but... You've spotted correctly that we have invested in live service games because that's incredibly exciting for us and it allows us to build bigger and larger worlds. It allows us to create really meaningful social connections between players. So again, this is Sony diversifying doesn't necessarily mean they're ignoring what put them on the, the map last gen and what is continuously putting them on the map this generation. That said, awesome Dave writes in, do you think that Sony originally planned to purchase Haven when they first started working with them? Or was there something perhaps one, you know, awesome Dave, you're just like Tino 8, you know, just like all the rest of them. One banger of a pitch that Haven gave PlayStation that made them realize that they had to lock them down. Kyle, what say you, man? I... I think it's smart to go into every kind of decision to work with a, a company as a way to like, can we make this long term? <laughs> right. I think that was definitely in their minds when they worked before being bought out, be saying, Hey, Haven's game is going to be a, a PlayStation exclusive kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's smart to go in with expectations down the road, you know, purchasing as a whole, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know why now, mm-hmm. before anyone has even seen anything. Obviously, it's further along than what I think I think. Right. You know, it is. I mean, we saw the artwork, I think, was tweeted out, which looked cool. Artwork, and if you go into their website, you could click little portals and enter, mm. enter different, like, virtual oh, cool. worlds. That's yeah. Cool. So it's, it's it's a cool little, like, tease of what's to come. To me, I don't know how far along this is. Like, maybe did yeah. Stadia let them take their project and kind of, mm, you know, go to PlayStation? Uh, but, like, this is also PlayStation going, listen... And and actually, Matthew Kennedy, I, I love this question so much. You know, SIE, this is what he wrote in. Uh, SIE must be impressed with what Haven is working on to nab them with zero games under their belt. However, they're located in Montreal and the refundable tax credit rewards creative arts and especially gaming. Did this play a key role into the acquisition? Stoked to hear your thoughts. Matthew Kennedy, you nailed it. Uh, there's a lot of reasons as to why playstation i think did this first off it's easy to go in and and this is not an original thought for me it's our good friend ains uh ainsley bowden of season gaming it's really easy to go in on a proposal rather than an already finished product in terms of buying a studio outright so playstation's kind of saying hey if we if we like what they're cooking right now right we've gotten a sample of it got a taste we like it we can invest in this studio Right now, Montreal is a hub for game developers, game makers. Um, there's awesome tax incentives if we go to Montreal as well. Why not just make a make a hub here? 
this is a really smart idea for us. And I think that is one of the major roles is like, if you take a look at Jade Raymond and her pedigree with the franchises that she's, she's made, you're taking a look at Assassin's Creed, the beginning ones and watchdogs. Right. And you're kind of going, okay, these are, these are some notable franchises. She has had her fingers in EA motive and, in, in her hand at Stadia for whatever that is worth. Maybe since she has that business savviness, we bring her on as well in a more of an executive-like role. As people start aging out, we could bring Jade in, you know, deeper into the PlayStation ecosystem since she knows how to make franchises. I think there's a lot of things at play here, personally. But I really think it's PlayStation liked what they saw, saw that they could get in for cheap, and yeah, all those ta tax incentives. This is going to be a relatively easy purchase for PlayStation to make, even if they have zero games under their belt. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Sure. Famous Seamus writes in, does PlayStation buying Haven make you more excited about their upcoming game? Kyle, let's say you. I don't know. Same. I want to I say no. Mm -hmm. Purely on the fact that the more I learn about this game, the more I'm realizing it's probably not going to be something I'm going to dig. And the reason I say that is because at the end of the, the article was uh, their ambition to create a new IP that serves as a social platform for players and one that is designed to be owned by the fans. To me, that screams metaverse. That screams that NFT. Screams, that screams. That scares yeah, me. That screams the new PlayStation home. Where oh, you're that just scare me as much. I mean, if if it's like, yeah, you actually own an in a house in PlayStation Home and it's yours, right. it's only yours, like kind of thing. I think the whole metaverse thing is just you know way above above my pay grade. Something that I don't understand why it's needed at all. Right, and it, to me, it just sounds a lot like that. Like it's like that old game. What was it? Second Life. Yep. Like that's what it sounds like, and that doesn't sound like something that I would be into. However, the artwork has me interested because it's a sci-fi, cyberpunky thing, mm -hmm. and like I love Assassin's Creed. I love the 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 way Watch Dogs plays, even though the first one was not my my favorite. Mm -hmm. So I am intrigued, but when I read that kind of stuff, it kind of pushes me away a little bit. Same, same. Rightfully so, I think, as well. Um, to me, I just need to see the game. I need to see the vertical slice so that I know what it is. Because it sounds a bit like PlayStation Home to me. It also yeah. kind of sounds like what James is doing. I want to yep. see stuff, and I want to shoot stuff and make it go boom, boom, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a simple man with simple pleasures, you know? Um, the Muffin Mon writes in, Do you think... PlayStation will also acquire Deviation Studios. Much like Haven, they were announced as an initial partnership with PlayStation to make their multiplayer game. I think they already have acquired them, and I think it is only a matter of time until we see that. Do you think that's when we see that game, they'll announce that they've been acquired? No, I... So... Is that game further along, or am I thinking Firewalk? No, Firewalk. Firewalk's Firewalk. further along, right? Because we know Deviation has expanded, and mm. you only expand if you've gotten an influx of cash. Sure. We also know that PlayStation, back in February, they talked about them acquiring stuff. And they said that they've already have acquired stuff, and that they would announce it 
further along. So mm-hmm. I think when it comes to like Haven, they don't have to disclose the price though. It's probably got it for cheap because they're building the studio from the ground up, similar to like the initiative, um, you know, and when it comes to deviation, they're building that studio as well from the ground up with call of duty vets. So to me, I, I, I do think a lot of these places that they have partnerships with, they have probably already have not just the seed money, but a somewhat guarantee inside some form. And I think PlayStation is, um, more flexible on taking these bigger risks because they have to at this point um, in order to kind of play catch up with the rest of the gang, like Tencent and Microsoft. But Joe, let's be real. Let's say it with me. Okay. PlayStation wants to acquire or should Ember Labs. Ember Labs. Yeah. I've, I, <laughs> I punched that real bad. <laughs> you did. I did no real countdown. bad on that one. Uh, but yeah, Ember Labs Ember needs Labs. to be high on that list. Come like, home. Please. Come to Papa, and then after that, I'm good. Like you could acquire whatever you. Whatever's gravy. I Ember Labs would get me more excited than like a Square Enix or like a God forbid EA. Like yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing: this is what I really love. Like they're they're building studios from the ground up. They're infusing yeah. their culture with these teams. They're buying. They're buying the God, studio for awesome. the studio, yes. not the studio for the IP. Yes, and I really dig that because yeah. yes, there is way more risk. And there is, again, you're infusing it with the DNA. It's kind of like the Nintendo quote from a few weeks back. It's like, we want studios to have Nintendo DNA. And not to speak ill of Xbox, because I think their acquisitions have been perfect. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah. to say that Xbox's culture is the same of Bethesda's, and is is say that is the same with Activision, to think that, you know, for me... Does an Activision game feel like an Xbox game? No. Like uh, to me, I like the synergy that we see with the PlayStation Studios, and I think it's the reason why people jive with them so much. So that's why I love these smaller purchases, and dare I say, the more organic purchases. And I know that's a keyword that everybody likes to throw around, but Jesus Christ, they're literally funding these studios from the ground up. It doesn't get you don't go to Whole Foods. You yeah. know what I mean? It, and, there's and no buy a cow. There's, <laughs> there's no way of second guessing what their strategy is yes. at this point. Love it. The only the only one I think so far that's been out of left field was Bungie. Yeah. Uh, I, every every other one, for the most part, has been these studios that have worked exclusively with them. Like yeah. it just makes sense. Last question, last question. This comes from Drellish. Are there live service or are live services a guaranteed success for Sony and how will it influence our gaming behavior? What are the risks, if any? I don't think they're guaranteed. Like this no, could very absolutely. much fail. This could very much flop. Um, and we've seen a lot of games come out and with live services, we're going to talk about Gran Turismo in a minute, you know, limp out the gate, you know? Yeah. So I don't think or this is a guarantee. drop off the face of the earth. Yeah. And the risks is they lose a lot of money and a lot of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. all right kyle here's right, the next Jeff. one here's the next one have you seen this have you heard about this this comes from push square take it away sir sammy barker writes did xbox game pass execs just out ps5 and ps4's rumored ps plus reboot shock face oh huh? put in the thumbnail yep. microsoft's published a corporate puff piece praising its xbox game pass business model the lengthy roundtable discussion featuring xbox bigwigs phil spencer and sarah bond has been released to coincide with the games developers conference and the content is much that you'd expect a lot of talk of percentages numbers and graphs trending upwards the general gist 
if you don't have 22 minutes to spare, is that subscription models increase sales, improve engagement, and diversify players' tastes. With all this apparent success, it's only a matter of time before other platform holders follow suit, and Bond perhaps knows more about PlayStation's plans than the rest of us. Quote, Subscriptions have lowered the barrier for entry and created a whole new market and love for games and gaming experiences that otherwise wouldn't have existed, she beamed. It's one of the reasons why I'm excited to see gaming become a bigger part of our industry. We have our subscriptions, Sony's announced theirs, and I anticipate other platforms are going to do the same because it's so, so good for both developers and players, end quote. Fair enough, Sarah. But to our knowledge, Sony has annou- hasn't announced anything. Now, there are a few explanations here. It's perfectly possible Bond simply made a mistake, which is fair enough. It happens to us all the time. It's also plausible she's referring to existing subscriptions like PS Plus or PS Now. Or potentially, she may have mistaken rumors about Project Spartacus for some kind of official announcement. All of the aforementioned are viable explanations. Given her position, though, it's also possible she may have some awareness of what PlayStation's got cooking behind the scenes and believes it's already been announced. Um, okay, so I brought this in. This was like a last-minute thing. Um, I've seen a lot of people talk about this. It, this one's pretty quick for, for me, at least, Kyle. Yeah. No, Sarah, Sarah Bond came out there. First off, they're very much grooming her to be the next head of Xbox. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome to see. Uh, I, I love when she's on stage. It feels real. Everything that she says feels organic. <laughs> Throw that word out there. Um, and it's awesome to see her and Phil share the stage. And what is, let's be honest, it's a fluff piece. They're only going to say stuff that's nice and cool about Xbox, right? Yeah. But um, I think, Kyle, there's. I think people are reading too much into it. When they say Sony has announced theirs, they're, they're talking about PlayStation now, right? Probably, yeah. Because you're not like a CEO or CEO or CFO or whatever, and you don't know what your competition is doing. Exactly. She's the head of Game Pass, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Someone uh, will yell at me in the comments about it. So, like, she obviously knows what her competition is doing because she literally runs, you know, that that organization. So, you got to know what your competition's up to. So, yes, do I do I feel like she knows what's happening behind the scenes? Yes. But she's also referring to PlayStation Now as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm I'm with you on that one. I don't think I don't think she would make that mistake and say that Sony announced theirs because she knows something already, like for a fact, or or like forgot that they've already whatever it is. I think it was a just like a normal phrase, and yeah. she was probably referring to PS Now or PS Plus. And that that's said, it. we have to be days away. Well, yeah, I mean, eventually, right? <laughs> All due time. I but, mean, like, that's the thing. In March, we've been spoiled, what, two state of plays? Yeah. Within a, a week of each other? Yep. So there's been a lot of already talk from them, or or at least a platform to talk about new things. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know when the next one will be. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I know for certain that, you know, in in wake of recent events, everything has been pushed back both logistically and announcement wise, because there are bigger things that are happening than just games. Um, And I feel like we're now starting to see PR kind of trickle back out slowly, but surely they don't want to offend folks and, and all that. So I think there'll be, I think that time is, is coming soon. I, I I think it's either days or weeks away. I think we may know it by next week. And I think we 
may know it. Well, I think we'll definitely know it by the end of April, but I don't think Sarah Bond's the one that's going to give us the wink of the nudge. I think that's more Shuhei. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or who's the Xbox leaker that leaks old PlayStation things? Yeah, Special, special Nick. Nick? Yeah. yeah, it's going to be him. Oh, it's got in trouble <laughs> with Special Nick. I, I, I hope he didn't take her quote in offense. <laughs> but Special Nick, listen, again... You're always, you know, all the Xbox era folks. Are, are you so causing beef when I'm not? I'm around? not causing beef, Kyle. I would okay. never cause internet drama. You know me. <laughs> you know, special Nick and I are best friends. We have a special relationship of we know each other's existence. I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, I like, if you were at like some some party, you would see each other across the room and, and point and nod, and I would point, and he wouldn't know me. Gotcha. Okay. I've stared at him from afar. As, I- <laughs> as you're doing the thing with like the drink in your hand yep. with that little tiny straw in it, and you're with your tongue, yep. and then you're trying to get the straw in your mouth. <laughs> that one's for the ladies. The video hey. version. All right, Kyle. Listen, let's get upset. Let's get outraged. Let's let's get mad about Gran Turismo Seven. You ready? Sure, the road rage is real. Ryan Leston over at IGN writes, Gran Turismo 7 reduced in-game rewards and fans are fighting back. Gran Turismo 7 players are hitting back following a recent nerf. A recent update saw Gran Turismo 7 rewards drastically reduced, forcing players to grind even more to get enough credits to purchase new cars. The update came under even more fire following the introduction of controversial microtransactions, which cost up to $40 for a single car. The purchase of in-game credits via microtransactions has replaced the previous model of offering cars for a set price, and this was one of the many factors that were just too much for some in the game's community. Now, players have begun fighting back by exploiting a new way of grinding without even playing the game. Some players have begun using the remote play feature on PlayStation consoles, along with the simple script to run the same race over and over again without even playing it. The result is that they generate millions of in-game credits without even picking up their controller. Mm. The method was first posted to PSN profiles and shows how users can use a simple script in Windows machines running the PlayStation Remote Play app to run laps of the same track over and over again. Quote, I know with nerfs, people are not happy and are probably turned off by the enormous grind, or at least I am, said user Septimore. So here are some scripts created to adjust for those nerfs, end quote. Allowing players to leave their console running the same race all day, the script can apparently earn up to 625,000 credits per hour and have netted some users a staggering 15 million credits per day, a cost of $120 on the PSN store. At the time of writing, PlayStation has not taken action against users running the script. Elsewhere, the Gran Turismo 7 servers were unavailable for more than a day following widespread outages. I've, I don't know who wrote in a few weeks ago about GT7. They're like, I'm going to hold off for microtransactions. I remember it. I'm like, nah, go for it, man. If you like the game, like the game, microtransactions, be there. It's going to be fine. I, I was wrong. I got my face. Everything is not fine. This is a really bad look. This is... Uh, just just bad now the creator has come out and said listen when it comes to like the the there's an update that came for the game that was bugged it was a bad launch in terms of that update and the game wasn't available for over 30 hours because the game needs an online connection we don't know why that is the case but it just needs it um and people are pissed off they were like i just bought this game it's new i want to play it and i can't play it for a whole day and then yeah. to couple with the fact that, like, yeah, games that, or, or cars that used to be five bucks are now 40. It's like, 
what what's going on like that doesn't make any sense and yeah. you know this isn't like a herman holtz problem this isn't uh this isn't like you don't at jim ryan or herman holtz or whatever d- d- don't first off that's yeah. useless they don't read yeah. twitter like us um and second um the the person that's probably the the cause of this is the economist behind the game because that's who they hire for these type of things and the producer behind it as well uh or one of the producers behind it as well <sighs> It sucks, and I don't like it, and it's it's embarrassing. Like, I generally mm-hmm. feel like this is a, a real bad look. That said, TPR writes in, Kyle, Joe, I'm seeing GT community in flames over these recent server shutdowns and microtransactions. I just don't understand why Polyphony, poly- I can never say their name. Polyphony. Polyphony and or Sony feels like they should uh, push these aggressive microtransactions transaction tactics on the player let alone require an always online connection for single player races i don't know that either but do you think or both think this will be uh uh mitigated mediated. or mediated soon or is this just the new reality for gt7 this is gonna get this, this is gonna I get fixed sure as hell hope it gets fixed yeah. I, I feel like there's enough backlash i i feel like that meme of no one like this. Yeah. I, I can't see one person that is okay spending that amount of money for one car. Yeah. I, 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 I would be, I would be more, I would say that I would be more comfortable with it if it was like that from the get go. Mm-hmm. But the fact that a $5 car got pushed up $35 yeah. to make it a 40, that is just wild to me. Yes. And, and and I just don't understand that. And real talk, I don't know what the the correct price should be as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, but a Fortnite like, skin is like 20 bucks. Sure. So should it be yeah, 20 yeah. bucks? I don't know. I'm not I'm not a doctor. But what yeah. I do know but is like 40 with, bucks is outrageous. Yeah. Like with GT7 and we we joke about it with the car culture. Like if you really if you want to buy your dream car, in real life and you want to buy it in the game and tune it and feel like you own that car and you want to spend 20 bucks on it by all means yeah enjoy that moment yeah but the the ratio of what credits are worth compared to real life money is outrageous to me yeah i I, like you can buy it outright but at least have the in-game credits match and be easy to earn to match that yeah like it's it's six hundred twenty five thousand credits per hour equals or I'm sorry fifty million credits a day equals a hundred twenty dollars. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. Now here's the thing: Stingray X writes in, as a person that has been in the GT community since the start, I can assure people that the balance is nothing new. From GT five to seven, there has always been a balance patches throughout the life cycle. It's not an arcade racer that's meant to be beaten in a few weeks. You buy a car, you win a car, buy parts, tweak it, tune it, earn it for the next. It's meant to be played for years. It's a simulation racer after all. The online only issue I agree with entirely. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some things like the GT community is, it's not like everybody hates it, which is weird. Like some people are like, I'm just playing the game. I'm enjoying it. Like it's not about buying the the car. It really is about the journey. It seems like, which is ironic. But yeah, yeah, I, I do feel like it's bad and it needs to be fixed. I think it will be fixed. But we've seen with polyphony. Ah, oh, god damn it, speech impediment. You'll get there. You'll it, get it's there. getting to me. I'm, I'm getting the flashbacks when I was in fourth grade and I couldn't roll my goddamn Mars. Anyway, <sighs> I once said uh, in 
uh, high school U.S. history class. I had a, re- I had, everyone does that thing, right? Where you have to read from the textbook and yep. you count how many paragraphs you are next. Yeah. So you don't <laughs> listen to everything and you just the focus entirety. and practice on that one paragraph. You focus on the on the last five letters. You're like, okay, all right. And yes, I got it. Tagged in. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah. so, like in that class, I once said catastrophe, catastrophe. <laughs> And I got destroyed. Yeah. Oh, so it's fine. You'll get polyphony one day. Right, good, good, good. It's not today, though. I'm not going to try again. <laughs> yeah, so again, just a heads up. This is really, I think for the casual observer, this is really bad. I think for the GT yeah. community, like I'll surf Reddit for a minute or two and I'll see people that are, yeah, writing scripts to fix it. But like I know a few people that are just cruising. They don't really care. This yeah. doesn't really affect them because, yeah, it's usually you get the car that you want and you just, again, you're just, you're just strolling. So. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah. I, I can see a similar thing to like me with MLB The Show, right? Yeah. I use real-life money to buy subs, to buy packs of digital yeah, cards that I will never own. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but I enjoy that. It's a thing that I enjoy, and I totally get it. Like, it's a thing. That said, Kyle, listen, I'm done with the outrage culture, okay? I'm done with it. Uh-huh. We'll cancel polyphony on another day. Hey, Today? you did it! I did it! I didn't think hey! about it. I, just, I was just like, I'm here for the punchline, and I did it. Uh, it's time... For some flash news. Gotta go fast. Gotta run fast. Kyle, there was a Hogwarts Legacy uh, state of play last week. It's uh-huh. a presentation. We have a full breakdown of it. Uh, really good breakdown. A really good, dude, I really loved it. I think that was some yeah. of our best work, to be honest. Um, recent work is really good. So everybody check that out over on YouTube. Um, but yeah, uh, a week afterwards, Kyle, week removed. How you feeling on the gameplay? We talked about the JK stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah gameplay. Yeah. Gameplay, nothing has changed uh, mm-hmm. as far from what, what we said in that video. I feel like some of it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Some of it still looks too stagnant. Like okay. you're still you're you're it's not fluid, mm-hmm. but I, I think flying around on that broom in the open world looks hella cool. Uh I don't know why I said hella cool. I've never said that before <laughs> in my entire life. Uh but there there are things in that that I generally excited that excites me. Yeah. Yeah. And like as a non Harry Potter fan for me, I think the combat actually looks pretty dope because it, it is kind of like I, I said it on the breakdown, but it kind of seems like to me the ranged equivalent of a Arkham City. Right, sure. where you're fighting people from afar and you're doing all these types of combos and you're chaining them up together. Um I feel like I am now at this point. Returnal spoiled me. I want to see all the particle effects. I want to see all the bibbity bobbity boops coming out of that wand. Yeah, like that looks awesome. The game, like the the manner, like the way the cloaks move, the animations just looked really, really awesome. And as someone who is not a Harry Potter fan, nor even close to being a stan, I'm actually really curious of trying this game out. Um, and this would be my first Harry Potter experience. So, like, for me, I looked at this going, I really hope we have this on our Fantasy League. Kyle, do we have this on our Fantasy League? We do not. Ah, damn it. Now we give that away. We give that away. To we, have a, we have a full roster. And oh, okay. so, like, we have to choose to drop something. Uh, and I'd rather wait for a big showcase to see if anything sneaky is announced. True. And like, l- I agree. But we have time. It's not coming out anytime soon. Yeah. Right. But, like, what if they snipe it from us? Then they snipe it from us. It's fine. But like, I don't want them to snipe it from us. Eh. You're and also like the the way I also think is like how people are going to actually review it. Sure. You know that, that is another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like we talked about it on this week's cast co op. It's like, how are people going to actually 
are actually going to review. Like I could imagine sure. the Kotaku piece right now. Sure. You know? So, yeah. 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 Uh, I will say, I'm not going to take credit for this idea. Uh-huh. Something that would be super Also, cool. uh, just so you know, if you heard some Hispanic parents yelling, it's my oh, family. Oh, it's my parents. It. It's my parents. Oh, it's yours? Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, you yeah, turned yeah, Hispanic yeah. over the week. Okay. I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, what was it? Oh, uh, uh, an idea for this game that would be super cool. It's not in this game. I don't know anything about it. And I saw it on Twitter. I, I can't remember the, the Twitter user that said this, but since it's a WB property, can you imagine if this game had the nemesis system and every wizard you beat in a duel comes back and says, not this time I've learned yeah. a new spell and like remembers those interactions and remembers those wizard duels. Like yeah. that'd be super cool. Oh, what's all this dead? <laughs> <laughs> and they come you out of the woodwork. Like the orcs in Mordor. That's right. That's right, mate. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. That's enough of that. We liked it a lot. Again, go check out our video uh, breakdown of it if you want an in-depth uh, take. But, yeah, I really liked it. Also, we have, like, uh, on, on Cats Co-op, we have a really great conversation about weaponizing audiences and communities for the good and for bad and where outlets should kind of fall on situations like when it comes to Hogwarts legacy or even moon studios. So a really good conversation. And it's a, it's, it's frankly one that you're not going to hear anywhere else, anywhere else. It's really good. All right. Suicide squad delayed. That's Casco up on season gaming. Suicide Squad delayed. All right, we get it. We get it. I'm a big shot. All right. Uh, Suicide Squad delayed to 2023. Uh, This is a quote from Rocksteady. We've made the difficult decision to delay Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League to spring 2023, said the creative director of the studio, Stefan Hill. I know the delay is uh, is frustrating, but that time is going to make the best game that we can. I look forward to bringing the chaos to the to Metropolis together. Thanks for your patience. We all take your time, Sefton. Yeah, take your time. It's now official now. Like it was a leak. I I think uh, Jason Trier said it. He did. Somebody. He did that. It was going to be delayed, and I was going to wait until an official confirmation of that. So it's official. Cool that we have a time frame. Yeah, it's not just twenty twenty three. It's spring. Um. So yeah. I'm excited. Take your time, Stephanie. Take your time. I'll be ready. Dude, I'm going to be playing, you know, Gotham Knights. You know? Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be busy being Batgirl kicking ass, man. Well, I'm uh, No, no, no. We already decided this. And no, you remember, no, 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 no. Uh, you picked it and just said, that's it. That's right. it. It's done. That's no one's going to be Robin. It's decided. Yeah. It's decided. All right. No, one's, no one wants to be Robin. No one. I, I would say no one wants to be Red Hood, personally. Really? I don't want to shoot guns as a hero That's true. in a Batman universe. That's true. It feels like cheating. I'm still going to be Batgirl. Anyway, Epic Game. I hope in that game you get to like duel. Like, yeah, we're, yeah. we're both Batgirl because obviously yes, she has the best costume. Uh, Epic Games and Xbox raise $36 million for Ukraine in one day. This comes from Otto Craddy over at Digital Trends. I butchered that name. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Otto. I'm sorry. 
Just got to call you Otto Octavius from now on. I, get, I bet you get it all the time. I bet you hate me. Okay, I get it. Epic Games announced March 20th that it would be committing all of its Fortnite proceeds to the numerous humanitarian and organizations operating in Ukraine until April 3rd. Uh, just 10 minutes later, Xbox announced it would be doing the same for all of its net proceeds for Fortnite. Just a day later, it's clear what can happen when two gaming titans partner up together for a worthy cause epic games announced that the two companies have already raised 36 million dollars awesome. very strange that playstation didn't get in on this yeah very strange mm-hmm. um but awesome to see xbox awesome to see epic take initiative raise money for a good cause and when you go why why didn't epic games do that uh the latest season is called resistance and it's about like the whole thing is a is a is a war field. It it becomes very obvious. There's no way they could not have done this. To be honest, uh, here's a big one. Here's a here's a big one. I changed literally right before the show. CD Projects next Witcher game kicks off a new saga, and is being made with Epic's Unreal Engine. This comes from and Kyle. I'm gonna embarrass you for months. You've been saying Tom Ivan. Yeah. Tom Ivan over at VGC. <laughs> tomato, <it>. tomato. <laughs> Yvonne hey, hey, Ivan. Polyphony Digital. How about that? Ah, you son How of a gun. That? I got my face. The studio announced on Monday that the open world title is being built with Epic Games' Unreal Engine rather than the proprietary Red Engine with powered previous Witcher games and Cyberpunk 2077. The quote, we're happy to announce that the next installment of the Witcher series of the video games is currently in development and kicking off a new saga for the franchise, it said. Uh, it's also exciting that we're moving from the Red Engine to Unreal 5 and beginning a multi-year strategic partnership Partnership with Epic Games. It covers not only licensing, but the technical development of UE5, as well as potential future versions of Unreal, uh, where are relevant. We're closely collaborating with Epic Games to uh, developers with the primary goal of being able to help tailor the engine for an open world experiences. Uh, this partnership will last and is agreed to for a 15-year period with the option to extend. And the CEO, uh, Epic CEO, Tim Sweeney, said the deal, uh, quote, Epic has been building UE5 to enable teams to create dynamic worlds at an unprecedented scale of level and fidelity. We are deeply honored to be uh, for the opportunity to be partnered with CD Projekt Red to push the limits of interactive storytelling and gameplay together. And this effort will benefit the developer and community for years to come. <sighs> Apparently, the it's not a wolf. It's a lynx, the medallion. I have no really? idea what that means because I didn't beat Witcher 3. I know. Shame, shame. I got midway through. I don't know what happened. Life. So, I'll wait for the PS5 update. Don't yell. I'm so confused. You just said that. Is he not called the White Wolf of Riveria? Well, again, I don't know what happens at the end of Witcher 3. Uh, Did who you knows? say he changes animals at the end of the game? I don't, maybe he dies. Maybe he retires. Oh, yeah, Maybe he hangs point. up the, the Witcher, you know. Sword to be with Yan. It's, it's so Trins. weird to me how I saw that logo. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. It's the wolf. And yeah. now you're saying it's the lynx? I know. Blows my mind. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I can't wait to play it, beat it on PlayStation 5 to see the, you know, the, the again, the next gen version of it. 
because I enjoyed it so much, I remember playing it on Xbox One. That's, I think, the reason why I stopped, um, truth be told. Because I was like, oh, this is really supposed to push the Xbox One X, and I don't really see it. All right, I'm out. I'll play it on PlayStation when it's out, whatever. And um, and so, yeah, no, this is, this is the next saga in the series. I know that they have or had beef with the original writer, so I don't know what, really what this entails. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see a new chapter of the Witcher, you know, universe being explored potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kyle, you added this part in. Yeah, just real quick, Ghostbusters: Spirits Unleashed was announced from Ilphonic today. Uh, asymmetric multiplayer, four v one, busting ghosts as a team. That's cool. And somebody is the ghost playing as the ghost. So that's mm. super cool. Um, Ilphonic made Predator Hunting Grounds as well as they did Friday the Thirteenth, right? Yep. Yeah, so those style of games, if you dug those, especially if you like Ghostbusters, looks rad. Um, and then also today, we learned that one of our favorite games of 2020, Tommy. Uh, Five Dates, Ooh-wee. which is an FMV, That's right. completely shot and, and filmed um, within the pandemic, the global condition, mm-hmm. uh, where you're online dating with other I characters. found love, remember? I found we, love. Oh, yeah. I, I also have found love yeah. in that game. And uh, it's getting a sequel called Ten Dates. So there's going to be. <laughs> We're really up in the ante. Real, real clever there. Uh, but yeah, that's super cool. I'm super excited about that. I wanted to shout it Is out. Does it come with console? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it, all those FMB games usually come everywhere. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Are you holding on to something? Unfortunately, this polar blast that's not been drunk. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. On March 22nd, Shanti and the Seven Sisters comes out on PlayStation 5 and PS4. On the 23rd of March, Richie's Nightmare on PS4, just like my douchebag uncle. Anyway, uh, Shadow Point on PSVR. <laughs> the Pizza Delivery Boy Who Saved the World on PS5, PS4. I did not know where that one was leading. No. And what? What? where do you think that was going? Well, you know, sausage pizza. You oh, ever okay. <laughs> all right. We've all stumbled on that video and watched for way longer than we should have. Oh, God, that poor you pizza. You know why you clicked on that video. Come on. I was 15. Anyway, Thunder Kid, The Hunt for the Robot Emperor, PS5, PS4. March 24th, Relayer on PS5, PS4. The Ascent comes to PlayStation on PS5 and PS4. Uh, and then Ghostwire Tokyo comes out on PS5, and Tina, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands comes out on PS5 and PS4. That said, Kyle, I just want to give an update of my thoughts of Ghostwire Tokyo, because the game is out and it is about. And really, I've gotten midway through the game. That's why this is not a review. Mm-hmm. But if you have any questions, really toss them my way. My thoughts really haven't changed all too much. I really dig this game. I feel like I'm a little bit higher than most folks are on Ghostwire because I dig the aesthetic and the thing that they're going for. I saw one review going, Tokyo feels empty. It's like, well, yes, everybody's been abducted by ghosts. Makes sense. Yeah, it gives this haunting and mysterious and kind of horror-like vibe that like the original Bioshock gave me. Mm. And it's the feeling that I couldn't shake as I progress in this game. It's like, yeah, man, this does feel like Bioshock with just plasmids. And it's because I miss games like Bioshock so much that 
this game kind of felt like comfort food for the most mm. part where yeah you have these tight corridors you're kind of getting an idea of what japan would look like if i'm actually traversing through the city and it's haunting and every turn could be a different monster that is equally like scary and ghoulish and at the same exact time like though it's not breaking any you know anything in terms of like norms that we see in you know uh, free roam worlds it's still a lot of fun to go and traverse through rooftops and collect all the things and kill all the spooky ghosts and to do some of the weird side missions as well that always feel pretty darn varied at the same exact time um i'm really enjoying my time with ghostwire and nothing much has really changed from my initial impressions which is just pleasantly surprised of how solid this game is i've experienced no bugs i've experienced no glitches the only thing that i will say is the story is kind of by the numbers um it is very much is like bad guy in this area and it's all about that bad guy okay. kind of like far cry asking that way oh okay but the dual sense features are phenomenal the fighting is great but yes, when you're turning and maneuvering through everything, uh, especially when you're turning, does feel like you're you're stopping on a dime to turn, you know? Sure. So yeah. My my two questions were uh, you you alluded to it a little bit earlier mm -hmm. when you're talking about it, the horror aspect. Yes. Tango's known for being a scary maker of games. Uh, does this game hit? that super scary moments or is it more of a creeped out vibe? Okay. Like, Oh, this is kind of creepy. This is kind of mm. eerie vibes. Okay. I was never like, Oh my God, that was like, you got me. I'd never yeah. had those moments. I feel like even at times, Bioshock was a little scarier than this game. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, the second point is, does the, the thing that shocked me when I first saw the gameplay for this, because hmm. that, that first reveal trailer is like God tier level. Yeah, of like, oh, what is happening here? I'm, I'm really into it. But when they saw the gameplay and everything is with like hand incantations and magic, and yeah, it it seemed weird to do in a first person perspective. Is it is it fun? Is it easy to use? Yes, uh, it is easy. Okay, because even the the state of play or whatever it was where they were showcasing it, it did look a little weird. It looked hard to to do the things like no so it, many meters and whatnot yeah. like no it really just is like button prompts so like you'll okay. get like your heavy attack is like triangle your soft attack is like square type of type of stuff you're right. not getting okay. it, it's a typical action yeah kind of you're buttons. not actually doing any of the movements you're just pressing the button to do sure, those movements. sure 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 and it actually like it actually does get you a little hyped when you're seeing your hands do all these types of movements where like yeah like I have to do. Like my, like my, you have different movesets. So like I have wind, fire, and water. And so like different well, so enemies. So ghosts then. Yeah. With so, sword stances. So like, so like when it comes to with, you know, I'll switch to like green, which is like the wind abilities and I'm shooting them mid range. And then maybe there's someone I need to snipe from a distance. I switch to my fire, which snipes them. Or if I see those weird, like creepy schoolgirls approaching me, I'm going to, turn into my wind power very quick right off the fly and then just hit them with like the shotgun blast and kind of push them away um it's kind of like that and for me i felt like the combat most of the time worked it really is when you're turning your body feels really slow and that's where you're gonna probably get hit the most but i never 
I don't really think I ever died in this game. Maybe like once or twice. Mm, okay. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, traversal. Uh, grab it onto those winged demons up in the air. Yeah. Weird. Fun? Weird. Weird? It's weird. Okay. <laughs> um, so you can like attach to these like weird demons, your yokai that are flying in the air. They're not enemies. They're just grappling hooks. And then you can kind of parachute along through the air and oh, okay. kind of land in, on rooftops and traverse that way. Um what can I, you link between rooftops and stuff, or is it very much like here's uh, this three buildings? It's like a platforming section, and then you hop down and then find another one. No, it's it's very much like you could chain, you could tra- traverse through rooftops rather easily. Oh, so like, okay. Yeah, okay. you'll find like one alleyway, you'll hook onto an angel or whatever, and you're jumping on rooftops, and then there's like another one across the street that you could hook onto. And, hook onto. Okay. So it's it's it, it yeah it isn't like a an area that Can, you're secluded is, to. Have you used that stuff to like stealth around enemies ever? Or no, is it- I, I'm I'm the type of guy, dude. I will I will go fisticuffs. Yeah, I'm not a yeah, sneaky guy. Sure. You know. Okay. Unless it's that like it, it's weird. Like there are some games like Hitman. I'll do the stealth, but nine times out of ten, I'm like taking out my shotgun. And I'm like, Shame, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shame! Yeah. You enemies had to uh, fight me. That being said, though, I still do like the. Um, the buddy cop feel that the main protagonists have with each other. So, Oh, okay, cool. Like it. I like it. I dig it. Um, would I recommend it at full price? If you, if there's nothing that, you know, coming at you right now. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Uh, but this may be a wait for some, uh, definitely check out some gameplay and see if it's for you. For sure. Sure. But yeah, I definitely recommend it. I like it a lot. I think it's a solid eight. I think it's a solid eight. Sweet. That's it, Kyle. Uh, I'm excited. Real talk this weekend. I know we're planning on doing a stream for yeah. Returnal Ascension. I'm thinking noon on Saturday. I'll see if I can make that work. Okay, cool. You're putting me on the spot on the show. Yeah, uh, we'll do it for the after show. But I'm excited to play that, and I'm really excited to play Tiny Tina's. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to kind of yeah. just switch up from the Elden Ring and Horizon. Oh, and, and let Kamba. it be clear, me saying put on the spot has no intentions. Of me not wanting to play with Joe. Yeah. It's just the fact that it's in the middle of the day with nieces that need nieces. my attention during the day. Absolutely. All right. Time. Let it be known. <laughs> let it be known and let it be said. Uh, it's time for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. Of course, you can send your questions in over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Or you could join our Discord. Join this awesome community. I've seen so many people join it and talk about how friendly and kind we all are. And it really is. It's just such an awesome community. So go join our Discord. Every Wednesday at 9 a.m., I post, uh, hey, here's what we're talking about. Give us some questions. And you all flood us with so much stuff. And here for the Sony Pony Express, I'd like to bring in Flesh, who writes in. Hey, Joe and Kyle. What up? What up? Been listening to your podcast for almost a year now and finally joined the Discord to say you two do an amazing job. Exclamation point. (laughs) I don't know why I annotated the exclamation point. Either way. Also, to say thank you for getting us all through our day. Thank you for listening. Um, I was wondering if either of you have gotten your hands on the new Destiny DLC and what your thoughts were if you have. I haven't seen or heard anything about it, which makes me think it's being overshadowed by Elden Ring and Horizon uh, makes putting Destiny on Spartacus a really good idea for Bungie. Lastly, do you uh, do you? I'd like to thank. Oh, sorry, I'd like to thank the community for all the warm welcomes on Discord. See, yeah, look at that. See, join the Discord. You'll I didn't even plan that. Open. I didn't even plan that. You put no. the questions in this time. Yeah, I did. Uh, okay, 
So I have not played Destiny. I have not, but from what I've heard and people that have dug into it, they say it's the best expansion yet. That this may be the best Destiny yet. Yeah, I I think the why am I blanking? The raid is is really really cool. Yep. And the rewards are cool. The boss is cool. The lore is cool. Absolutely. Like it seems, it seems like it is the best yet. So, yeah. Great job, buddy. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you want a good Destiny podcast, you could go over to the Last Word. Our buddy Lord Cognito and Ty Guy Travis and Ebontis host a weekly show where they somehow talk hours on Destiny each and every week. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, here's the thing, and I, I feel like we let social media get a a hold of like the quote unquote conversation because you're right. No one is talking about destiny on social media does not mean people aren't playing that game. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Same with horizon. You know, like I literally switched off from Elden ring to horizon. I have not looked back. I'm going to finish it. I feel like I'm at the end of it. I'm going to go for it. It's because people aren't talking to about it that much on social. Don't mean a thing. Don't mean a thing. So yeah, that being said flesh. Thank you so much for the question. Um, because I do think I should go back to Destiny soon. And I feel like the, I've also heard this is the DLC to do it. I I was also getting that itch because yeah. I do. I want to play a first person shooter like really badly. Mm-hmm. But we got Titan Tina's in a few days. Absolutely. So like, you know Absolutely. what? That's going to that's going to fill that void. I feel like I'm going to stream it on Friday. I'm going to play with a few followers. How about that? Oh, Destiny? No, no, no. Tiny Tina's. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Dewani Raksha writes in with the absolutely runaway success of Elden Ring. If you were Sony and God of War was ready to go, would you wait till next year to release it so that it could win Game of the Year awards? Because as it stands, I can't see anything beating Elden Ring this year, regardless of its media fan or developer voted. This is what I could do at this stage. Sony still has a couple of big uh, multi-plat games on track for this year, Gotham Knights, Harry Potter, and, uh, and, and uh, sorry, Spring to Mind, as well as Horizon Forbidden West, and the already, that has already come out, GT7, was good for a few days before they made a complete greedy decisions that have really hurt it, the score on Metacritic. They also can't produce enough consoles to meet the demand, so there isn't really going to be any huge benefits to the hardware sales by getting this out this year. Great question Duane I really love this one um because to me it's like this is the true question it's like does Sony really give a shit about the Metacritic or or the game of the year stuff like is are we at the point where devs and just publishers are they viewing the game awards as Jeff wants it to be the Oscars of video games and make sure that their game is in contention that year and whether or not releasing it later puts them in a better position to win an award. And does that like, really mean much to Sony? does it matter at the, yeah, at the bottom of the Because if you think day. about it, God of War in 2018, a perfect game, and I'm not here to, I'm not here to hear any naysay. I'm not going to change your mind. I agree with perfect. you. Perfect. And then they came out with Spider-Man, and we all said that year, man, if God of War didn't come out, Spider-Man would be our game of the year. Mm-hmm. They're two stellar games, and I think some of my favorite games last generation, Spider-Man being, I think, one of my favorite just open-world games ever, my favorite superhero mm-hmm. game ever. So I really think it's like PlayStation's probably counting the beans going, how how well would this thing sell? 
I think that's what they're really going for. See, how will it sell if we put it out in September? How will it sell if we wait till February? Mm-hmm. I don't think they care too much about the game of the year. I feel like they care about the Metacritic and, and their reputation there, but I would like it where it's like, yeah, Elden Ring, Horizon, and God of War all out there for game of the year. Starfield as well. Let's not let's let's not take anything away from oh, Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's yeah. very excited for Starfield. And even there, I'm like Wow, everybody was really <laughs> hyped for Starfield until this ki- this yeah. open world game changed the way how I feel like a lot of people perceive how they want their open world games, you know? I I think even on a, in a much smaller scale, PlayStation looking at, hey, look at the year we had. Yeah. Let's have let's let's have a year of Horizon God of War, uh lesser extent like Ghostwire, Forspoken. Uh, whatever else is coming out in the later half of the year. Like, let's talk about the year that we put out. Yeah. Like a historic year when it comes to games. Like when we think of 2018, we think of the year that we had of and all those games that we were playing. It's probably the best year of gaming. Yeah. Honestly, for, is, I know, maybe up until 2020. 2020 was pretty good. Because you got Final Fantasy VII Remake, which was great. Last was Part 2. Last was Part 2 was great. Ghost of Tsushima is one of the best games I've ever played in my whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Demon Souls, Miles Morales. Which kind of sucks, because when I think about games like Horizon, I do put it up to Ghost. When I'm thinking about Elden Ring, I am <laughs> thinking about Ghost. Like, I'm just like, these open worlds are great, but man, Ghost of Tsushima. Like, look at the dumb smile I get on my face. God, I love that game. It's so good. God, this guy's so awesome. I'm sorry, what was your point? <laughs> I, I don't even remember. I feel anymore. like I was I was paying for the office. <laughs> remember when Jim gets to ask her, she's like, sorry, what were we saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh the Green Gorilla writes in, with March coming to an end and spring right around the corner. Uh, what are your most anticipated games for the next three months? And what are your favorite from the last three months? I'd pick Lego Star Wars and Sifu. Mm. Ooh, we I think uh, <laughs> I like to say ooh-wee now. That's what you think. It's like, ooh-wee. It's, I get it from Rick and Morty. I don't know why. It's like ooh-wee. Um, Lego Star Wars, 110%. It looks so awesome. I think it comes out in April 7th, too. I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait to be Mando. Uh, I'm trying really hard not to say Emily the show. I'm really trying hard. Not you're to looking. Say it. You're looking right now. Uh, so I'm looking up some games that are coming out that have definite release. What would you say is your last, your your favorite from the last three months? Oh, Horizon, hands down. Yeah, I'm, I'm still. I'm right now. I haven't beaten Elden Ring yet, but I'm close to the end in Horizon. I do have to say I do prefer the open world in Horizon. And yeah, I was going to wait till you asked me what I've been playing to get into yeah. Elden Ring stuff. But. And I, I, I feel like there's a good discussion to be had on Elden Ring. Of oh, why, yeah. like, I feel like it's an amazing game and it'll win game of the year and I have no Absolutely. problem with it because it's, it's all subjective. It's not my favorite from software game, though. Like, I could kind of say this by and large right now. It's not my favorite. Yeah. And, and like, is it over? I'm not going to say is it over hype. No, because I see a lot of people getting into it and that's all that really matters to me. It's like people seeing the same love that I have for this and that's important. You know, this is someone's Bloodborne and that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, looking over the next three months, mm-hmm. uh, there is like April Lego Star Wars and movie the show, but like I'm really excited to actually give Chrono Cross yeah. the chance that I did it back in the day on PS1. Like I owned it, maybe played a couple hours mm-hmm. and then 
you know, big dumb kid that I was just played something else. Like I played Madden or something or I did, did my homework, uh, like <laughs> instead of really diving into it. Yeah. So I'm excited to get another chance to play it. All right. Dope. Dope. Yokai writes in. Curious to know you got what you guys are looking for, or sorry, curious to know if you guys are looking forward to the Kalisa protocol. I know it's off topic, but I just wanted to ask since Glenn Schofield has made a few tweets recently. Glenn, I'd like to have you on the show so I could gush about how much I love Dead Space and how much I can't wait for Kalisto <laughs> protocol. Yeah, yeah, please, yeah. please reply, call me back. I, I the, the <laughs> biggest question I have for that, it looks cool. Looks awesome. Uh, how is this related to PUBG? Because it's in the PUBG universe. Yeah. Is that just a thing just to like brand it to something? Or is it's there PUBG it. lore? You know? You'll probably find there's PUBG lore somehow. Oh, you're but picking is... up a frying pan at some point in that game. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> absolutely yeah. you are. Yuna writes in. Oh, sorry. I stole Katie's. I was looking at Katie. I was in, 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 I should have been saying. Yuna, this that was meant for Katie. And my apologies. Yuna writes in. There you go. Hey guys, Dragon Age has been Dragon Age. Oh, should be getting to the finale of Act two, or sorry, the second act in Dragon Age two tonight. So there's that. And Anders is being Anders, so you know how it is. I know. Oh, that Anders. I get it. I get it. My question this week is: What are some of the best crafting systems you have seen? in games and i am playing uh altier sophie right oh. atelier, atelier sophie Sof- i think it is there yeah. you go i'm sorry and i have said this a lot but the altier games have some of the best crafting systems in games so where do you guys stand on crafting systems in games this is the first time i've ever heard of that game oh i remember them being on the GameStop shelf mm. like we would get maybe five copies in. it's definitely it definitely has its its corner of of the gaming world. Can I say it? Can I say it? I think Horizon has the best crafting because it just gets out of my face. In mid-battle, I just made 20 arrows. <laughs> sure. You know? The thing that bugs me with Horizon. Tell me. And this goes back to the first game, is I'm constantly picking things up. Yes. To the point where, like, it's not normal. <laughs> like, I'm zigzagging across the world to every branch, every yeah. plant. Cause like I'm going to use it, so it it takes me out a little bit that I'm just running back and forth and just. Here's the thing that bugs me with Horizon: you stop to pick those things up. You know what's great about like Ghost of Tsushima? Another great like crafting when you're crafting just simple items is great, and like they're not like difficult or whatever. If I need a whole quest log like in World of Warcraft to go craft the with the wondrous winds of blah 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 blah, blah blade of oh, ten thousand suns, like I don't like that. I don't mm-mm. just give me something simple that I could craft on the go. But the way ghost does it is like, you just run over the object. You just press X or, or triangle and you just get all the things. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, there's yeah. no animation and Aloy has to always stop and put something in her stash. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. Stop it. And Aloy, I, as much as I love you, you got to kind of just shut the fuck up a little bit. <laughs> it's a little bit. I, uh, she talks too much. <laughs> driving me nuts. <laughs> Uh, my favorite crafting system is yeah. easily The Last of Us. Ooh, oh, I yeah. love how Naughty Dog do- yeah. did it and implemented it. Damn, and that's such a good one. You have to look for the resources. Yeah, They're not all over the place. And it is where you're crafting mid-battle or mid-tense moment. 
you feel the tense uh, when when the bar is is moving up while you're crafting the thing. Yeah, like that is like really really well done. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now this one's for you, Katie. My apologies, Katie. Right in. Hey guys, hope you're well. I'm doing all right. No question this week. Just wanted to say thank you. Uh, to you guys and let you know how much you have inspired me in my short time of knowing you all. Likewise, I got a new segment I bring forward in my hobby, and that includes one of my biggest passion, uh, passions, gaming news. And honestly, if not for you guys and the other very special people, I probably wouldn't have made the jump. So guys, from the bottom of my heart, thank you and thank you to this community. Katie! Oh, thank you, Katie! Thank you so that much. That warms my heart, truly. Yeah, it it's, truly does. Makes me feel a little warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, makes my heart sing. Thank you. It's always crazy that we inspire people. Yeah. I'm just a oh, dude. Yeah. I put one sock on at a time when I wear socks. Ask what, was, why. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been so slow on the uptake and like on such a delay that I've been doing that all the time. So I apologize, Joe. I've been doing that a lot this episode. What? I have no idea. Just cutting you off as you begin the next sentence. Eh, I'm fine. finally catching up. It's okay. Uh, I almost made a joke referencing my accident at work a Uh-oh. few weeks ago. Uh-oh. But like the moment's gone. All right. So all I don't right. know if you know why I brought it up. Fair but, enough. Fair enough. Ask what, not why. Dearest Trophy Nation, in the recent episode of the Xbox Wrap-Up by friend of the podcast, Captain Logan. See, Captain Logan, you got a shout out. All right, enough is enough, Captain. Cease. I'm the captain now. He discussed how he planned to support the developers of the upcoming Hogwarts game. He said he planned to purchase the game and also take what he paid to donate towards a nonprofit that supports the trans community. What a freaking amazing and encouraging idea. He also admitted of being in a place of privilege to be able to do so. Yet another admirable perspective. As some of us in the gaming community may or may not be able to buy a game and donate to an organization it's not it's just got me thinking one everyone should be listening to the xbox wrap-up all right so, uh, listen we, we, we promote too many xbox shows we promote too but fine captain logan's a great dude and two what other ways do you think gamers can do besides boycott a game to give back and uh to give back and give in some way to the community. P.S. Not even in the ecos, uh, Xbox ecosystem and Captain Logan's insight into the gaming news uh, every week is very delightful to listen to. He also points out that Bobby Kodak is a piece of shit. Rightfully uh, <laughs> so. And should be fired a few times, of which I thoroughly appreciated. P.S.S. Uh, this is not a paid advertisement for the <laughs> X- It sounds like it is that way. But real talk, I love. Uh, I, if you love yourself, you'll start listening to the show. You're a loyal listener. Jose, ask what, not why. Uh, Jimenez. Okay. So uh, here's the deal. I like that. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm interested in this game. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to then give the proceeds to um, probably the Trevor Fat. Uh, you know, project. Uh, and yeah, it comes out of a place of privilege. I, I'm able to do that. Not a lot of people are. And again, I, I'm all about not yucking someone's yum anymore. If you love Harry Potter, you should love it. You shouldn't let this person take, the, you know, have that power over you at the same exact time. If you have the ability to do some positive good, go out there, donate. And I think that's yeah. appreciated. Again, we talked about this in the 
Cats Co-op episode we did, and I, I, I'm promoting it so much because it is such a good listen, where it is like, no matter what you consume, no matter what device you go on, it's not a black or white issue. Everything you have or everything you consume has a little yuck in it. It just depends on how far zoomed in you want to be on that issue. Right. And I feel like oftentimes when we get to see situations like what we're seeing now with Hogwarts, we are very easily to get on our podium and text on our iPhone that has been mined illegally via slave trade in Africa, put together by, um, you know, pretty much slave conditions in Foxconn where they have nets so people don't kill themselves to then ship over to you so that you get to t- tweet from Twitter. Uh, a place that is also has some very weird logistical issues as well, or ethical issues as well, um, about how uncomfortable this awful person's opinion is. Like, if we want to zoom in that far and that deep, we can. And we're all kind of, we not are, or, or kind of, we are guilty of having things that we don't want to identify the privilege it is to have these things or how these things were actually made. And when you get into the deep, troubled history, whether it's Disney now or Disney 40 years ago, or when it comes to the you know troubled nature of Warner Media, and you should just take a look at them for just a second and their ideas back in the 40s, like you can just take a look and depending on how far zoomed in you want to be, you'll find out that you should be living on a farm somewhere in the middle of the woods because nothing is going to be perfect. Um, and I feel like people need to recognize that privilege. So like when I see people from fan bite media go, yeah, we don't like this. So this is what we're going to do about it. They should also come with the disclaimer of, yes, we are also owned by an organization called Tencent. Uh, that is a governing body of China that also has extremely dis- disgusting views on LGBTQ folks. And I would like that same energy applied. That being said, and I, this tangent will be put away if you have the ability of doing something good go ahead and do it and just also mirror back of yeah look i get jk is not the best person but i also need that these developers pour their heart and soul and you can obviously tell that they love the thing and the product looks good so that's how i'm going to be comfortable with purchasing this product if that makes any sense yeah i I had that same idea last year when it was in, when it was first announced. I think I talked about it on the show. And then I think shortly after I said that I was going to buy it and then donate the same amount to a trans charity, I think is when the, the game director stuff came up, which also kind of oh, the level soured designer. that. Yeah. The level designer. And I think I kind of backed away from that. But that has popped in my head a couple of times of like, yeah, I really do at the bottom of my heart want to play this game and even though it's like and you're not a bad person for no 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 that's not what i'm saying that's not what i'm gonna say it's just like i i know that is not the best way to go about it is by donating money it's kind of like a for lack of a better term it feels selfish as a like to myself sure like yeah i I can play this game something that i i don't want to blah 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 uh, but like it is a good reason yeah. it does some good so it, it, that's a very valid reason out there if you're on the fence yeah to me she's always going to be a billionaire so it ain't going to hurt if i give 60 bucks for people who need you know sure. 
any day now or seventy dollars because Hogwarts Legacy for next gen is seventy dollars. Everybody's really seventy. About it. What what with tax right? Seventy five. Nobody's I remember, gonna, gonna, remember at GameStop, yeah. it was only 65 16 in New York State. All right. Brand new game. So 76? Andy Day now writes, question for the show. First off, I would like to say thank you for not spoiling Forbidden West. You're welcome. You're welcome, of course. Uh, I am about three-fourths way through Zero Dawn and absolutely loving it. So we I haven't been able to listen to many other regular podcasts for fear of spoilers. Now my question. What other podcasts, if any, do you listen to or recommend? Uh, if you do listen to podcasts, what is your typical listening setting? Oh, this is great. I listen to it during my daily commute, during my shower, thanks to waterproof speakers. Same, son. And <laughs> I don't know why I added that, but same. And I am also going to sleep. Oh, as I'm going to sleep. Oh, yeah. And I'm going, <laughs> and I'm going to sleep. To sleep. <laughs> you know, this is the last question of the show where you get that one. All right. You got me reading like crazy. Kyle. Yeah. Uh podcast routine while I while I look it up. What My I podcast routine? Yeah. I am the worst person in the world to ask this. I so I make a conscious effort to try not to listen to any gaming things before we record the show. Cause I notice in the very early years, months, whatever of this show. I've noticed I would repeat other people's thoughts on a thing and always attribute them, of course, but I, I don't want to have that ingrained in my brain. I'd rather come with my own views on everything. And so that after we record, I'll listen to that week's show. Um, But even then, like now that I'm working in my commutes a little bit longer, not a big fan of it. uh, I have to get back into the routine of downloading podcasts to listen to. Yeah. Just because, like, when I was substitute teach, it would be a 10-minute ride each way. So, like, a, a whole podcast would take me a whole week for one episode uh, if I were to listen on commutes. Um, but as far as, like, other shows, I mean, I love PS I Love You. I love Beyond. Um, I listen to more movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, How Did This Get Made? We shouted them out before. Um, obviously, uh, Jedi Master Ren. Uh, I think that's I think that is my rotation. Yeah, I've genuinely stopped listening to gaming shows. Not because yeah. I don't want to support my friends. I love you all. No, very yeah, much. that's that's also. A I thing. have like, you all I, subscribed. I rate no, you all five yes, stars. Exactly. Love you, but it comes to the same thing of like I, I don't, share your work. I share like, your work, but like I don't want my thoughts to be polluted by people like Sean Capri. <laughs> who are obviously cheating in the fantasy draft that we're doing, but like yeah. real talk, like I don't, I, I don't want, I don't want to sound like Sean. I don't want to sound like Luke. I don't want to sound like Greg Miller. I don't want to sound like you know X, Y, or Z. Right? I want to sound like me. So to me, it is just getting the information. Yeah, you know, I'll listen to a few shows here or there. Uh, yeah. I'll listen to what I what I typically do is like I do a um, a biweekly or monthly thing where I'll listen to all the PlayStation podcasts just to see what's up in terms of like, is there something I miss a perspective I didn't get mm-hmm. or, or, or what did they have that we don't It's kind of like a, analysis yeah, where do we stack up? Yeah. Where are we stacking up? Um, and we're always number one, but <laughs> last but not least, see, I listen to like, so for me, I'm a big, like, I'm, I'm a dumb idiot. I was trying to find, there's an awesome history podcast. I listened to Ooh. forget what it was. And it's, I 
It's not on Spotify for some reason. But I listen to history podcasts. I listen to Left, Right, and Center, which is a political podcast where they have um, a Democrat, a Republican, and an Independent, and they're all talking about the issues of, of the week. And it's awesome because you get to hear all three perspectives, so you kind of get an idea of where things kind of are, um, ideology speaking. And then I listened to Sway, which got me in the door a few months ago when um, she interviewed uh, Bob Iger. And ever since then, I was like, I'm in. I really dig this. It's like you're pretty much learning about all these different facets within technology and entertainment, and I, I really dig it. So... I'm also that's a weird podcast one. that I that I listen to. It's really boring shit. Yeah. I, I'm also a weird one. I prefer to watch my podcast. Yeah, I like watching people talk. Like hearing it's them weird. is, I I I lose a little bit of that. I don't know why. It's it's weird. Yeah. Also, big being getting into audiobooks. Ooh, that's my go to. Yeah, I got to get into that. All right, Kyle. That's it for the show. Kyle, that's been the trophy room this week. I hey. think it was pretty solid. I think this was a good week. Yeah. Oh, it was a good week. Kyle. I concur. All right, Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> calm down. What's up with airplane food? Kyle, why do you have to shut out? I was going to try to do the voice. It's not happening. Uh, myself, Mr. K Stuff on Twitter and everywhere else. You can follow all the indie game coverage that I do over at 61indie at 61indie.com. That's S-I-X-O-N-E-I-N-D-I-E, as well as podcast services everywhere. We got some news coming out pretty soon, so go check out those socials for the cool stuff that's happening. You can find the show. <laughs> And you can find me over at Mr. Badbit. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can find the Trophy Room wherever you find your podcast service of choice. And it really does help us out if you rate us five stars on your preferred platform or just share us out. Like share us out on the Twitters, share us out on the Facebook, share us out on the TikToks or whatever is the next thing. The Friendsters, whatever you can, get us out there. More ears. It really does help. Um, with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, love y'all. Keep you what's about you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Love you. Don't buy Polar Blast Hawaiian Punch. It's not good. Just buy the regular one. Sure. <laughs>